You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, no one asked for a RuPaul's Drag Race University Challenge crossover, but that's the crossover we got. Indeed, it is not the crossover we deserve, but the one that we need right now, I guess. <laughs> I thought it's the other way around. No, I think we deserve this one. <laughs> anyway... Welcome once again to another episode of I Got That One. And this time we have Emmanuel College Cambridge versus St. Andrews. Yes, indeed. Two very old colleges. Yes, 15th and 13th century. Wow. That is... Whoa, a long old, time. Old, 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 yeah. And uh, this is the second time we've had a Scotland versus England match. Mm-hmm. So will it be one for Scotland or will it be 2-0 for English colleges? Well, it was mighty close, I'll tell you that. Good Lord. I mean, I don't think my heart can take it anymore. All mm. these close uh, calls once again. I know, it's like an extreme sport, this university challenge. I think I was as on my seat here, or if not more so than I was during the uh, penalty shootout of the Euro final. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Definitely equivalent. <laughs> okay, so on the Emmanuel side, we had uh, Pullinger mm-hmm. doing English. Yes. Tate doing physics, Malcolm the captain doing engineering, and Rethel doing Asian and Middle Eastern studies. So again, quite a good mix. I definitely think so, yeah. Not just in um, disciplines, but also in their points of origin. Yes, indeed. Because Pullinger's from Hong Kong. Tate from Greece, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rathel from the most exotic of places, Essex. Oh, lovely. Yes, a real melange, as you would say. <laughs> well, no, that's very good. I'm happy to see that. Yeah, but you could tell that, uh, you know, the three who were born overseas, uh, they've been in the UK long enough to where you couldn't tell from the accents. Yeah, of course. And they all spoke with delightfully um, unplaceable English accents. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know, all right? Exactly. And then on St. Andrew's side, we have... Yeah, so we had Fennell doing an MA in physics, Alderson mm-hmm. also doing physics, Wig the captain doing maths, and McMenamin doing classics. So a bit less balanced than uh, Emmanuel, but... Definitely more you know, STEM still, heavy. Yeah, definitely a bit more STEM And also two Scotsmen and two Englishmen. Mm. So, yeah, slightly less um, diverse, but... Mm-hmm. No, again, we are seeing a slightly more of a mix of uh, male and female contestants I than we so. were seeing at the same point last season. Yes, yes, which is why I, it's, I'm very happy to see Actually, that. it's always been two and one so mm-hmm. far. Yes. So we've had, let me do some quick maths in my head, 12 uh, female co- uh, contestants so far. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is, I think, uh, a progress for university change. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a shame that we have to comment on it, but the fact that it is happening, it's, you know, yeah. it's good progress to in the about. right direction. Indeed. For sure. Yeah. So we had Thate with quick double starters. Yes. And I have to say, he really impressed me because it was several times where he was able to very quickly just buzz in, mm-hmm. like very correct and confident interruptions on yeah, his part. Yeah. And then putting uh, Emmanuel in the lead for a lot of the game. Yeah. And then I think especially Captain Malcolm, I, th- I thought she was a pretty good captain as well. Um, yeah. Kind of conferring, getting a lot of right answers in, pretty decisive. Um, yeah. I think, well, here's the thing. I feel like there were definitely moments where that worked very well, but sometimes I felt like, um, especially with Rathel, yeah. um, he would often say something which was hitting towards the right answer mm-hmm. and she would just kind of quickly, you know, either not, maybe she didn't hear him or maybe mm. uh, something else, but it kind of felt like there was a slight 
communications break down, a couple of point bonus sets between her and Raffle, especially. It could be, could be just because of the, the placement. You it always said that someone yeah. whoever's on the left of the captain tends to be, tends to, to have less input, right? It's always pretty tough when you're on that side of the captain. Yeah. Right? You really need to, you know, make sure that, you know, they take the time to look at you and, you know, yeah. make sure you get involved. So it could be uh, points to put your most competent player on that side of the captain mm-hmm. because then the captain is forced to kind of you know, take a look. Yeah, or even uh, the more kind of outspoken, mm-hmm. less uh, hesitant players could yeah. be on that side because then they can more actively confer. They you know that that placement is less of a barrier for them. Yeah. So I think we should probably before we get into questions and so forth. I want to talk a little bit about uh, these teams because yeah. they were. Teams which had, I feel like, um, and I don't want to be very overly critical, but there were definitely glaring weaknesses in both teams, mm. but very different ones. Mm-hmm. St. Andrews had the issue of they often buzzed in incorrectly. Yeah, and they dropped 15 points. They dropped quite a few. And we've definitely seen some points where it, that could have been a difference for yeah. them. On the Emmanuel side, however, the big thing was where they were very good at the starters. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. only once or twice did they get it wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was where the bonus, I felt like they really, really struggled to convert that into a meaningful lead. Yeah, so they did take a while to confer. Yeah. I thought they had to be hurried by Paxman quite a few times. Exactly. And for the amount of time they took to confer, um, there were not as many right answers. It right? wasn't worth it. Yeah, because mm. sometimes if it's very clear that no one has a clue, you don't keep scratching your head or trying yeah, to dive in. Yeah, you just kind in. of pass, try to get as many um, as you can. Yeah, I mean, also... So I think, yeah, yeah, Emmanuel started with the lead, um, unfortunately didn't manage to maintain it, but I think they could have if, if that strategy on conferring was a little bit different. Yeah, if they had made a decision of instead of spending two or three minutes per question trying to just come up with one, yeah, spend you know 20, 30 seconds, okay, we don't know, pass, let's mm. move on. You know, you have to kind of be a bit more um, playing to your strengths and a bit more um, surgical when it comes to yeah. these things. Because like you said, uh, Thate was very good with the starters. We even had Pullinger, yeah. who had an excellent knowledge of Shakespeare. If For you sure. notice during the, the bonus rounds, uh, she came up with many of the right answers. Um, great rapid buzz on the David Copperfield question as well. Fantastic. Yeah. It's so, good I to mean, see him raise his head again. Yes, indeed. So, you know, a good um, English major there with a good knowledge of uh, classic text. So, you know, they, they had good kind of buzzers yeah. for starter questions. So I think they could have capitalized on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Also, sometimes it is a strategy to maybe take a little bit longer in bonus sets to kind of, you know, mm. minimize the time the opposite team has. Mm. But the thing is, when St. Andrews finally kind of woke up in the second half, yeah. they were clinical almost in mm. how they quickly just rose to the challenge and uh, clean up points at the very end. Yeah, I agree. I think now it's a good time to talk about some of these questions because, again, we had a fairly easy starter for the very first. I so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, some of my favourite questions were, I don't know if you want to talk about that starter. Not really. I mean, you know, spending <laughs> the Cumberbatch, what else is there to talk yeah. about? Well, I, I really like the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, bonus set. Of course you did. <laughs> um, I, I could tell Malcolm was really happy to get that set of questions as well. Yes, that was a real big beam on her face when that question came up. Yeah, and then it was funny hearing Paxman uh, mention all the names of these drag queens. You had to see him pause ever so slightly just to just to kind of squint at the names going, what is this tomfoolery? Yeah, now as a gentleman in his 70s who went to university in the UK, he does have a knowledge and understanding of Drag. Drag has been a big part of British comedy for quite some time. Yeah. That's pretty much 50% of the humor of Monty Python. Mm. And most of it 
is not that problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some stuff is, but you know, six yeah, years. Well. But um, yeah, you could definitely tell he was struggling <laughs> a little bit to get some of these names out. Like Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic name. Yes, it is. It is. Um, it's funny because the UK has its own version of RuPaul's Drag Race. With Indeed. two seasons out already. So it's surprising that they, they asked about the American um, season instead of the UK season. I think maybe the question set as well. Okay, we don't want to be too obscure yet because it's still the first round. Yeah. So we're sticking with something just got there's a little bit more material to work with. Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't know, I've not seen the series, but maybe the American is a bit more memorable because you know yeah. American um reality it's been TV for longer. Also American reality TV often has much bigger personalities. Yeah, well that's I mean it's, it's drag queens, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean but <laughs> even by drag queen standards. Yeah. 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 So besides that, I also quite liked um, the the picture round, the first picture round. So outlines of countries um, also showing the equator line. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. Because the first one was, yeah, you really had to know your uh, certainly less well-known Caribbean islands to get yeah, that one first. Yeah, exactly. Then we had a good mix of uh, African and South American countries to mm-hmm. mix it up. So that was good, good knowledge by the teams there. Yeah, I wanted to point out one question which... I feel like is cruelty to ask such a young team. Okay. Which is about the value of oh, yes. pennies and top pennies to a shilling in old British uh, coins. <laughs> I mean, there's so many history questions. What makes this one any different? Because it is such an absurd system of coins. It was, you know, 12 pennies to a shilling, something shillings to a pound, and then there's two yeah. pennies and three pennies <laughs> and half pennies, all these weird <laughs> things like and you wonder, how did... Anyone. You know, yeah, well, much less had anyone. How did, you know, such a large bureaucracy function on yeah. such awful coins? I know, I know. Somehow they did, right? Yeah. So mm. I feel like it was almost cruelty to ask such an <laughs> awful question. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, well, the return of the musical round. That was quite yes. fun as well. And just like St. Andrew's team last year... Mm-hmm. Um, this current team absolutely crushed it. Yeah, Fennel especially. Fennel definitely knows, knows his, his uh, music. Musicals, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some of them were quite caucus. They weren't your standard uh, fair. You know, mm. it was, you know, stuff like the Music Man, Hades, which is, I yes. feel like you need to be a real musical Fan, yeah. nerd to, you know, be aware of Hades. I yeah. mean, I know it's a bit more popular, but it's not, you know, one that, you know, you ask your ordinary man in the street and they'd be able to say, oh, yeah, that fair one. Fair enough. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because it's about Orpheus and Eurydice, mm. which is a brave uh, subject matter to convert into a modern setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, were there any other questions you liked? I mean, I quite like the one about the Great Northern War because mm. I do love me some obscure historical stuff. Don't we all know that? Yes, and also maritime piracy because, you know, <laughs> our pirates. <laughs> I mean, what other kind of piracy is there? Online piracy, yeah, obviously. that's true. You know, that was my first I mean, Like, well, why do you have I, to specify? Like, when well, I think about traditional pirates, it's, it's only maritime, so... Yeah, well, I, <laughs> well, guess. I guess... it's to distinguish from online piracy, you're right. Yeah, although I would like to see a round on <laughs> online piracy, you know, name the famous... Uh, <laughs> A software that often was known for uh, putting viruses in a family computer. Exactly. Which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? Yeah, you want your choice of uh, Napster or LimeWire. Yes. Depending on what country you're in. Mm-hmm. And also, I thought what was pretty cool, just because it made me realize that it was nice that it is recognized, is landlocked countries with UNESCO intangible cultural heritage. Ah, yes, that was a good one. Because we had Colombia, sorry, um, Bolivia, which had, yes. you know, native uh, traditions and yes. ceremonies and so forth. Yes. Switzerland was also one as well. Indeed, yes. And I have to say that, you know, 
because it was the first of August a couple of days ago for us mm-hmm. at the time of recording, mm-hmm. and it was definitely some, quite significant. Not just that, but there was we had a small taste of some Swiss cultural things going on. Yes, namely, you know, the very uh, spooky noise of fifteen very large cowbells being slowly walked down a street. Yeah, very slowly, deliberately. Loudly clanged down the street. It was street. pretty haunting, I must say. It was very haunting. Very strange for a national day tradition. Well, you know, sometimes you need to have a little bit of somberness when it comes to a national day. Yeah, it's some gravitas. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit wary of any, you know, national day where it's just about, oh, hip, hooray, lovely nationalism. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, moving on. Yeah, so let's move on before I go into our rant. And one more question I do want to uh, mention. Yes. Is the constellations where the clue is a um, place name with... The name of the constellation with a letter removed. Yes, exactly. It's one of those ones where they reward deductive reasoning, not just know your star signs mm-hmm. necessarily. And, and um, the manual team did very well on that, I have to say. Yeah, and this is, yeah, I want to quickly, you know, kind of circle back to that is where there were definitely moments where Emmanuel shine bright mm-hmm. and where they really worked well as a team. And there were other moments where it felt like something was missing. Yeah, I think it's just about honing the strategy, having more time um, to do that. And hopefully they get a shot to come back. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so the final score was 140 to St. Andrews mm. to 135 from St. From very, very close, as we mentioned at the beginning. Incredibly close. And it was definitely Emmanuel's game to lose at a certain point because yeah. they were up 100 points to 20. Yeah, and, and considering St. Andrews dropped 15, very remarkable for them to claw their way back to a win. No, that was phenomenal showing of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why, you know, like I said, there was definitely a weakness in both teams that does need to be addressed come the second round. Mm -hmm. And I really do hope that Emmanuel do come back because I feel like they have more to show for themselves. I agree, I agree. And if they just worked out a little bit in communication and were a bit faster in bonus sets, Mm. they could have gone quite far. I think so. A lot of potential for this team. So on that note, I think we can go into some stats. Absolutely. So Stats Corner, courtesy of UC Stats on Twitter. Do you want to sponsor us, by the way, UC Stats? (laughs) You don't have to pay us money or anything. (laughs) So Emmanuel Cambridge got 8 out of 10 of their starters. 80% wow. is pretty high so far. Um, unfortunately, like we said, uh, dropped a lot of points on the bonuses. Uh, 11 out of 24, so under 50%. That's, yeah, really... Um, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then St. Andrews, uh, fewer starters, so 8 out of 12. Okay. But a bit stronger on the bonus sets with 15 out of 24, so just 63%. I mean, that's where you can really see the difference. And yes, during the match, it felt like uh, they got fewer correct, but it was because of the dropped points, because of the interruption, interruptions yeah. that... That was where the points were lost. Mm-hmm, agree. Um, and then, yeah, so like I mentioned, we had uh, Rathel with uh, four out of four correct starters. Very, very, very impressive. Thate, three out of three. Mm-hmm. Um, same for Fennel, three out of three. Uh, McMenamin, excellent knowledge of um, modern paintings. Uh, yes. Managed to come in with three out of four um, starter questions. Pullinger, one out of one. Uh, and yeah, Alderson and Wig with one correct piece. Not bad. And I have to say, um, I really enjoyed McMenamin's power pose when it came to answering <laughs> questions. Yes, yes. Uh, she looked ready to go. She I've did, right? Noticed. It was amazing. Yeah. The concentration. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, in this case, almost everyone on both teams uh, buzzed in. Which is very good. And yeah. um, I always like that's it. That's always a good sign. When everyone buzzes in, that's a good sign that everyone feels comfortable and confident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're 
really properly prepared to get stuck in. Yeah. And I just want to mention one last thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Alderson's uh, little smile to himself when he buzzed incorrectly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sorry. very sweet. These moments are, are what we live for. Absolutely. <laughs> the moments of, you know, that kind of satisfaction that you got something right on national yeah, television. Yeah, I know. It's very heartwarming. Yeah. So I think it's now time to move on to the real, uh, you know, meat of this uh, Yeah, the real reason you listen to us. Mm-hmm. The best dressed. Yes. So I think it's a, we've started a new tradition around here where we say our respective best dressed at the count of three. Yeah. Okay. So one, two, three. Pullinger. Oh, amazing. Interesting. We are diverting more and more. Yes. Well, the thing is, I really liked Malcolm's knitwear. Mm-hmm. It was quite something. Yes. I mean, I, I chose Malcolm because of that tropical knitwear, yellows and blues. Very nice. With the pet with those silver earrings and piercings. I thought overall she looked great. No, she looked fantastic. Don't get mm. me wrong. But, but I just, Pullinger was a good shot as well. I think Pullinger just looked a bit more distinguished mm. uh, with kind her ensemble. red uh, jumper. Which really, really suited her. I thought, yeah, you're right. That, that was a good color on her. Yeah, but I think overall the manual team was very, very well dressed. Yeah. You know, yeah, very I smart. Agree, agree. And that's not to say that Sia Andrews weren't <laughs> well dressed. I thought that McMillan Min looked quite nice in her black. Yeah, yeah. And Alderson had a lovely um, jacket on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, which is, I always enjoy a man in a jacket when mm, it comes to University Challenge. That, that's very true. That's very true. But unfortunately, there can only be one winner on our I Got That One Best Dressed. Yeah. And if uh, you got two different answers, then uh, I guess the two of you have to fight out because <laughs> we're not going to come to an agreement. Exactly. So um, four episodes down, mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel the teams are doing compared to what we saw this time last season? Um, I think, you know, we've seen some really standout players like Lloyd from last week. Yeah. Um, he was very memorable. I think the teams have been averaging, you know, 100, 130, 140. Um, you know, we only had one team that almost broke the 200 mark. So yeah. I hope to see more teams kind of going past 200 in the coming round so far um, I would say it's been pretty good but um, I'm ready for more excitement on University Challenge that's true there's not been any runaways yet mm-hmm. um, you know especially the first round where the winning team got scored less than some of the losing teams yeah. in these most recent rounds fair enough yeah is um, I mean, it happens, and that's not to say that the teams are weaker necessarily. I think it's just that maybe we've had more evenly matched teams so far. Yeah, could be that. And I'm sure that there will eventually get one where we have your know, real storming ahead teams. Mm-hmm. I hope that we don't have any washouts because it's never fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I always feel, you know, I really empathize with the teams who. Uh, struggle. Yeah, and like you said, more evenly matched teams, right? So we had, you know, uh, for KCL Glasgow, it was very close, just 15 point difference. Exactly. UCL and St. Hilda's five point difference. Uh, only with London Business School and Hertford did we have a more uh, more of a gap in the final yeah. score. But yeah, most teams have been very evenly matched, I, I would have to say. so. Yeah, definitely where it feels close and yeah. it's... It, there's tension near the end, not necessarily all the way through. So, mm. oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the match where we're just always just kind of enthralled by what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. That's not to say that we're bored. It's just that, you know, we're ready for, you know, real, real uh, stellar performance. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, I think Glasgow, um, London Business School, we're probably not going to see again at this point. I doubt point. it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, there's still a chance for Emmanuel and UCL to come back. Mm-hmm. We just have to wait and see. Yep. 
Well, until then, thank you very much for joining us. And mm-hmm. if you want to uh, keep in touch with us, you can find us on our social media. We have a Twitter account. Yeah, at Ikto2. We are on Instagram, as I got that one. And we also have an email, rgtopodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have anything you want to tell us about. Uh, it doesn't even have to be about the co- podcast necessarily. You can just start a conversation if you really want to. Yeah. I don't know why you would, but... <laughs> Hey, uh, the invitation is there. Yeah, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.